Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Oh, hey, what's up, guys? It's me, Nick, the host of Nick's Nerd News. It is Wednesday, May 17th. Today is episode 262. How about that, huh? How are you guys doing? As I look at a lot of moths on my window. Um, what's going on? Have any fun things to talk about? You guys been playing Jedi Survivor? Uh, Tears of the Kingdom? What are you guys doing? What, 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 what's up with you? Anything new? Anything fun? Anything strange? Interesting? Do you guys watch uh, any new movies? Dungeons and Dragons on Paramount Plus, right? Like, how about that? I mean, Fast X is coming out this this weekend, so I'm stoked for that. So we'll we'll see what's going on. What? Uh, why don't you guys talk to me, right? I I can't. What you said? Oh, sorry, I can't. I can't hear. Anyway, uh, as a reminder, don't forget to check out nixnerdnews.com. You guys can listen to the show right in your browser, or you'll find links to all the lovely places we are uh, broadcasting from. So that way, you guys can subscribe and listen on the go. We're on Apple Music, Apple, excuse me, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we're on iHeartRadio, we're on Spotify, we are on Amazon Music, we are on just about everything, there's no place you can't find us, make sure you guys check us out. Also, don't forget to follow Nixner News on social media, it's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, just search Nixner News. Also, check out my personal TikTok, that's the Nick DeFalco on TikTok, where you guys can see me post previews of the show every week, just so that way you guys can always have your finger on the pulse of Nick's Nerd News. Without uh, wasting any more time on this tomfoolery, why don't we get right into the episode? Well, what's going on in the video game world, huh? Well, we've learned that the global president of Riot Games, uh, the team behind League of Legends, things like that, will be transitioning over to become the CEO of the company. Uh, A. Dylan Jadeja will succeed Niccolo Laurent as the CEO of Riot Games starting later this year. He's been with the company since 2011. He held previously held the role of CFO, Chief Financial Officer, COO, Chief Operating Officer, and was named President in 2017. So, he's been behind its global publishing footprint, their eSport investment, which is a large, large business for them. Uh, uh, he pushed for Valorant and Arcane even. So, he there's there's... A good reason for him to be CEO. There's there's no reason for him to not be CEO at this point. Um, so big changes for Riot on the precipice on the in the future. Uh, if you guys are big fans of Tenacious D, Jack Black, Kyle Gass, well, they've released a new video music video for their new song Video Games, and it features a plethora. I don't use that word lightly. A plethora of video game references and cameos. Uh, shout out to God of War, to Fallout 4, Red Dead, Redem- Red Dead Redemption 2, all of those. Um, I would highly check it out, especially if you're a big fan of Jack Black or Tenacious D. Uh, there's Mario in it, Zelda. Uh, there was even Jack Black as Lara Croft, 90s Lara Croft, 
Definitely check it out. It is hilarious. But uh, moving on to some more serious stuff. Microsoft and Xbox are hinting at the possible addition of Quick Resume on Windows Gaming on Xbox on PC. So Quick Resume is currently a feature mostly that was on Xbox first. PlayStation has added it later. Essentially what it is is the last few games that you've played, uh, it allows you to, to essentially hop back in right where you were, right? You don't need to boot the game up. Uh, you don't need to go to a loading screen or load the save file or anything like that. It puts you right back where you last were when you turned the game off. That is not currently a feature on PC gaming. However, uh, now that the ROG Ally is available, it looks like Xbox might be uh, pushing for... Obviously, I think Game Pass is on there. Um, that uh, they're hinting at bringing Quick Resume to it. Um, this was said by Roan Sonis, who is the head of Xbox Devices, said, quote, It's been pushing us on the platform side of things. You know how we do think about the idea of you start on your PC and then you just want to take the ROG ally with you, and you want to be to pick up where you left off and you want to be immediately ready to go, unquote. Uh, they were talking with, um, this is, this was found by The Verge's Tom Warren, um, but it looks like they want to implement quick resume in some way or f form or fashion in regards to if you're playing a game on your PC and then you go to play it, stream it on, on the, the ROG Ally, you can do so without having any latency or having to load where you last were. Uh, PlayStation has announced that the PSVR 2 is now purchasable on Amazon. Uh, of course, we mentioned a few weeks ago that it was going to start hitting retailers soon, as it is widely available. I don't think it sold that many. But uh, you can buy that on Amazon, which you can also buy the Oculus on Amazon. So, uh, real fun. Oh, excuse me, the MetaQuest. So, VR headsets on Amazon. CD Projekt Red has announced that their spinoff game, Project Sirius, from the Witcher series, is essentially restarted development. So what that means, if you're not aware, is essentially they started working on a game, completely hated it, scrapped everything, and started from scratch. So if you thought a game, it was coming out anytime soon, you, you'll be sadly mistaken. It's not. So just uh, you're going to have to wait a while for that game as they start over, essentially. Um, Nintendo has essentially said, don't expect a Switch price cut anytime soon. I, I mean, that's kind of expected. It's still selling very well. They just increased the price on their games. Tears of the Kingdom just came out. They're going to be selling Switches like hotcakes. I doubt they're going to do a price de um, a price cut on it until the whatever their next system is, which is expected sometime in the next year and a half, two years. Uh, Deviation Games, which if uh, you've probably never heard of, just like me, was working on a AAA IP with PlayStation. Um, apparently they've been hit with layoffs as Sony essentially is, is restructuring their portfolio. So at least several developers have posted on their LinkedIn that they used to work for deviation games and have been let go. Um, I'm not entirely sure what, oh, they've only been around for two years. Uh, they were founded by Call of Duty veterans, Jason Blundell and Dave Anthony, um, 
they were working with PlayStation since then. Blundell left Division in September of last year, but it looks like PlayStation's also laid off uh, people at Concrete Genie or at Pixel Ups, uh, which they are shutting Pixel Opus, which they are shutting down completely. Ubisoft, of course, had layoffs. Uh, nobody knows what deviation is working on, if it was a new IP, existing IP, or anything like that. But they were working with them on a AAA game, which is interesting. Especially if they were hit with layoffs. Uh, Square Enix has announced that they want to keep expanding. Either they want to essentially create new studios or buy existing ones, which is interesting for sure. They've had some duds, um, but obviously they had Final Fantasy VII Remake several years ago that, that popped off. Uh, that's expecting Part Two very soon. Then, of course, they have Final Fantasy XVI, which is not far off from release. So Square Enix wants to keep growing, wants to keep making games. I don't blame them. They're a big studio, big publisher, um, if they don't get bought up by Sony, of course. Port Key Games and... Avalanche Studios have announced that Hogwarts Legacy on the Switch has been delayed till at least November. I know a lot of people have been waiting to play that on the Switch. It obviously just had its release on last-gen consoles on PS4 and Xbox One uh, very recently. But, unfortunately, it uh, will uh, not be coming to Switch until at least November of this year. So... That's happening. Obviously, it, it it sucks, but, I mean, if you haven't played it already, it's probably not going to be great on the Switch. Just saying. Um, Fortnite is introducing ranked play in both build and, or in regular and creative mode, which is interesting that it's taken this long for them to, <laughs> to implement a ranked play. Obviously, a lot of people that you probably follow on Twitch are going to be Top-ranked players. Uh, that's that's just common sense at this point, right? Uh, Amazon Games has announced that they are working on a Lord of the Rings MMO. It is currently uh, in uh, early development, and Amazon Games has partnered with Embracer Group's Middle Earth Enterprises, obviously, so the Embracer Group owns the rights to all that, um, to create a brand-new MMO. And it will be separate from... Lord of the Rings Online, that was started in 2007. And, like I said, it's early stages of development, no official title, no official release date. And it's uh, Amazon Games Orange County, which is the team that made New World, is the lead on it. So, not too far up the road from here. It will be on PC and consoles, but it will feature stories of The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings book trilogy. So... Uh, Christoph, Christoph Hartman, who is the vice president of Amazon Games, said, quote, bringing players a fresh take on the Lord of the Rings has long been an aspiration for our team, and we're honored and grateful that Middle Earth Enterprises is entrusting us with this iconic world, unquote. So, like, they, like I said, it will be, um, it's a brand new take. So Amazon had actually started a Lord of the Rings MMO in 2021. They're not Hartman has clarified they're not taking any assets from that game they tried making then. Um, he said, quote, this is a completely new game because the license is much, much wider. Um, obviously, there's nothing changing because we all know the world is set, the characters are set. It's really the freedom we have in terms of gameplay, 
features where now anything is possible and the limitation is where it's technically possible or not, unquote. Um, Lee Gwynchard, CEO of Middle Earth Enterprises, said, quote, we're taking every care to deliver an MMO which will do justice to the expansive Middle Earth universe and delight players around the world, unquote. So it looks like they, they want to make sure it's, it's, really, um, it's really good. Interesting that Amazon's partnering with Embracer Group. But I'm, I'm very, very shocked that they're going to be doing this. Um, IGN did an interview with, with Hartman, the uh, vice president of, of Amazon Games, if you guys want to check that out. Um, that's there. So, <laughs> how about this? This is a big, major story in terms of the Activision-Microsoft deal. The European Union has officially greenlit the acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft, which is, which is funny because essentially the EU saw what the UK did and said, shove it up your ass because the EU has essentially approved it for the same reasons that the, the, the UK denied it. So it has said... That uh, while they, they know it won't harm the console industry, because obviously that's ridiculous, um, they said, quote, The commitments offered by Microsoft fully address the competition concerns identified by the commission and represent a significant improvement for cloud gaming as compared to the current situation, unquote. They're essentially saying, no, Microsoft is not going to dominate the cloud gaming market. They're not going to close it off. It's not going to be a walled garden because they know that it's an emerging market, and clearly the UK has no idea what they're talking about. Um, yes, they had f similar concerns about competition, PlayStation, things like that. Uh, one of their biggest things, it says, quote, even if Microsoft did decide to withdraw Activision's games from the PlayStation, this would not significantly harm competition in the console's market, quote, unquote. They know what they're talking about. They know the business clearly more than the UK does. Um, it is purely Europe-focused, though, right? They, they know what they're talking about. So, Call of Duty, and they, they, they realize that because Call of Duty is not a huge seller in Europe, right? Obviously, it sells well in the UK and the US. Europe, not so much. Um, like I said, in terms of cloud gaming, they said this, quote, The commission found that the popularity of Activision's games could promote cloud streaming game streaming growth, Instead, if Microsoft made Activision's games exclusive to its own cloud gaming streaming service, Game Pass Ultimate, and withheld them from rival cloud gaming streaming providers, it would reduce competition in the distribution of games via cloud gaming streaming, unquote. But they know with all the deals Microsoft's made, it's different. Um, they also followed up with, quote, they will empower millions of EEA consumers to stream Activision games using any cloud gaming services operating in the EEA, provided they are purchased in an online store or included in an active multi-game subscription in the EEA, unquote. EEA is European Economic um, Area, I'm pretty sure, is what that stands for. But essentially, yeah, the European Economic Area. Um, they also said, quote, in addition, the availability of Activision's popular games for streaming via all cloud game streaming services will boost the development of this dynamic technology in the EEA. Ultimately, the commitments will unlock significant benefits for competition and consumers by bringing Activision's games to new platforms, including smaller EU players, and to more devices than before, unquote. So, 
obviously, they, we're still waiting on several more countries. Uh, China, Brazil, the U.S. even, things like that. But the, the, the European Union, who essentially said, Fuck you, England. You and your Brexit and your bullshit can go away and just live in a different world. Microsoft's obviously appealing the CMA's decision in the UK. The, the CMA, though, has doubled down on its decision in the wake of the European Union's uh, re release. And they said that, quote, the UK, US, and European competition authorities are unanimous that this merger would harm competition in cloud gaming. The CMA concluded that cloud gaming needs to continue as a free competitive market to drive innovation and choice in this rapidly evolving sector, unquote. I don't know where they thought that, but the European one literally just said it won't and trusts Microsoft will follow through on their 10-year deals. Again, I don't know if I said this in the last few weeks, but essentially cloud gaming is very small, right? Yes, there's several companies doing it. Obviously, Microsoft's the leader in it because they have the largest infrastructure. So it's definitely possible that they could become the market leader, right? But that's because they're technically first. Yes, there's NVIDIA and some other ones, but they're not as big. They don't have the same infrastructure. But even with all that, cloud gaming is still very minimal. A lot of people don't like it because of the latency issues. I've tried it. I've done okay. It's only it's limited on some games. You can play it on your phone. I'm not the biggest fan of it. I don't like mobile gaming in general. A lot of people don't. Um, I, I it's gonna be more for people who have like a Switch or the Asus ROG Ally or a Steam Deck, things like that. And those are still very niche markets. They are very very small. They are not big. They are not. Eh, the fact that they're worried about that more than anything just shows they are out of touch and do not know what they are talking about. Um, I fully expect it to go through in several more countries. If, if it, if it, it's probably going to pass in China. If it comes down to just the U.S. and the U.K., I'll be shocked. I don't foresee the U.S. one being dragged out too long, but we'll see. Uh, but European Union has approved the deal as well as several other major countries. Not many more hurdles left in this deal to be finalized. Uh, sad news to report. The orig original voice of Crash Bandicoot, Brendan O'Brien, has passed away at the age of 60. Let's have a moment of silence there. A new ESRB filing has been found hinting at the possibility that Stray, the breakout indie hit of, was that earlier this year or last year, where he plays a stray cat, may be coming to Xbox after previously being exclusive to both PlayStation and PC. Um, <laughs> Blizzard has announced they are canceling Overwatch 2's PvE mode, which was going to be, a, they were touting this hugely over the uh, about why Overwatch 2 was going to be different. Then again, people thought Overwatch 2 was going to get canceled. A lot of things have happened over the last two years. But Overwatch 2's PvE or, or um, player versus environment mode has been canceled. Uh, and they're going to rework it, essentially. Uh, via a Twitch stream, 
Jared Noose, who is the um, executive producer of the game, said, quote, development on the PVE experience has not really ha- has not really hasn't made the progress that we have hoped. The team has created a bunch of amazing content, so there's awesome missions that are really exciting. There's brand new enemies that are super fun to fight and some truly great ridiculous hero talents. But unfortunately, the effort required to pull all of that together into a Blizzard quality experience that we can ship to you is huge. And there really is no end in sight or defined kind of end date where we can put that out into the world. And so we are left with another difficult choice. Do we continue to pour all that effort into PvE, hoping we can land it at some point in the future? Or do we stick with this set of values that we have aligned on and focus on the live game and focus on serving all of you? With everything we've learned about what it takes to operate this game at the level you deserve, it's clear that we can't deliver on that original version for PvE that was shown in 2019. What that means is that we won't be delivering that dedicated hero mode with talent trees, that long-term talent power progression. Those things are just not in our plans anymore, and we know that this is going to be disappointing to many of you, which is why we wanted to bring it up before we talk about the roadmap. And to be perfectly honest, it's been really difficult for many of us and a lot of folks on the team that pour their heart and soul into that stuff. Unquote. So, essentially it was supposed to be a campaign. A lot of people were hoping for this. I have yet to jump into Overwatch 2. I've played a bit of Overwatch 1. But there is still a lot of stuff in the pipeline that they laid out, even if PvE is going. Um... Season 5, 6, and 7 are on the horizon. Story missions are coming in Season 6. A new support hero will drop as well. So while PvE won't be there, story missions are going to be there to help, hopefully, what some people are hoping will help fill it out. So if you're waiting for PvE, it's not coming. Um, Ubisoft is facing a rough year. As we stated, they've had layoffs and many things like that. Uh, losses and and not many releases have come out. They are hoping um, to secure the future of Assassin's Creed. They're dumping resources into it. Uh, They're restructuring um, some of their studios that will increase essentially headcount on Assassin's Creed development by 40%. So they already lost... Oh my god, they laid off 20,000 people? I didn't realize that. Um, In a earnings report... Ubisoft reported that its fiscal year, um, in which its only major releases were Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Just Dance, and Rocksmith Plus, net sales were about $1.97 billion, which is down 14% from the previous year. Uh, they had an operating loss of $543 million. This is U.S. dollars, I'm not reporting euros. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Obviously, they've had a lot of games delayed. Um, money kept coming in though via other live service games as they said that um, Sparks of Hope and Just Dance were had underformed significantly but they are hoping with the release of the new Assassin's Creed this year uh, which is Assassin's Creed Mirage they will hope that it will bolster um, sales for them but and we'll, we'll see what happens when Sea of Thieves, no, not Sea of Thieves, um, whatever their pirate game is, Skull and Bones finally releases, which got delayed again. But forty uh, percent of an increase on the number of people working on Assassin's Creed looks like Ubisoft is going wholeheartedly into Assassin's Creed, 
they'll probably start pushing in on more Tom Clancy as well as they own the rights to Tom Clancy. Um, we learned that, speaking of game sales, Star Wars Jedi Survivor was the best-selling game of April, and it did so in two days. It, it didn't even it didn't even need the whole month. It did it in a two-day span. Um, no surprise there. Uh, Sony announced a PlayStation showcase will take place on May 24th. It is expected to be just over an hour and a half. Uh, we'll focus on PS5 games and PSVR 2, and it is heavily expected to be a showcase for Marvel's Spider-Man 2, which is expected this fall. We got our first trailer for Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, the movie based on the game Five Nights at Freddy's. It features Josh Hutcherson, which I did not know was in this movie, um, essentially taking the role of the player, being a security guard in an old Chuck E. Cheese type place. That trailer's online. The movie drops this fall. Um, Sega is thinking about increasing its game prices to $70, falling in line with just about everyone at this point. Uh, they have not yet made a final decision, but don't be surprised if they do make the switch. Uh, EA has announced that players... Uh, can be featured in its new EA Sports College Football, which is expected next year. And it's uh, will be able to pay players who lend their likenesses to the game. Um, via ESPN, um, EA is working with One Team Partners. It is a firm that works with the NFL and MLS Players Associations to, quote, facilitate collegiate athletes' names and likenesses, unquote, into the game. Uh, again, this game is supposed to come out next summer, and it has been this offer has been extended to all Division One football subdivision players, so the FBS. Um, anyone who agrees to have their name, image, and likeness featured in the game will receive compensation for it. Once they opt in, they can either get a um, a face scan to be put in the game, or um, you know, just their stats and stuff. Not everyone's going to get it. I guess apparently 120 FBS teams nationwide have opted to be into the game, including their like mascots, logos, things like that. Um, if they don't want to be featured, EA Sports said they will create a generic avatar and player in their place. Uh, it is expected to release next summer. FBS players, like I said, can get paid. Um, we don't know the specifics, though. We don't know the amount of money. We don't know payment structure, things like that. EA told ESPN that it is, quote, as inclusive and equitable as possible, unquote. Um, obviously, it comes down to sales and things like that. It'll be the first time since 2013 EA Sports has had a college football game, obviously, previously being NCAA football. Um, I'm very excited for that. Uh, BlizzCon, Blizzard has announced that BlizzCon will return to an in-person event for the first time in four years this coming November. So if you're a big Blizzard fan, uh, you might want to sign up for that. That's coming soon. And then our final bit of gaming news, uh, it's a three-parter, if you will. Uh, it's all, all in relation to Take-Two Interactive. If you don't know who Take-Two Interactive is, Take-Two owns Rockstar Games. It's <laughs> simple as that. Um, we've learned that they have canceled several unannounced games they've delayed some others without making major announcements um and they're calling it a quote challenging consumer backdrop unquote i don't know what that means but um 
During their earnings report, they said, quote, the development timelines of some of our titles have lengthened, especially as we strive to redefine the creative standards of excellence in our industry, which affect our release slate for the year, quote unquote. Uh, they're taking on a $54.2 million impairment charge, uh, which they're saying is, quote, related to capitalized software development costs for unreleased and canceled console and PC titles, quote unquote. Um, they had wanted to release 62 games by 2024. Obviously, that's not happening. Um, the CEO, Strauss Zelnick, was actually speaking with IGN. And uh, he said, quote, The best possible way to look at it is that we're all seeking quality and consumers are demanding quality. And sometimes that can take longer than expected. And another way to look at it, is that we're having some productivity challenges. I think people here would say it's not all about productivity, it's about seeking excellence. I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Unquote. Um, and he also said productivity challenges were quote-unquote related to their hybrid work schedule. They encourage workers to be in the office a few times a week. Many work remotely. Uh, he said, quote, my own personal view is we probably do our best work when we're together in person. Um, listen to and trust his colleagues, um, quote unquote, interesting. <clears throat> my boss, or our company president said similar things. Um, obviously, hybrid work schedules is a big thing going on in the, in the gaming industry since COVID. Um, several companies have gone full time back into the office. Others are not. Uh, they are a little optimistic about their next year. Um, they said, quote, highly anticipated year for our company, unquote, for 2024, including, quote, an incredibly robust pipeline of projects that we believe will take our company to even greater levels of success, quote, unquote. What that means, uh, we've learned, Grand Theft Auto 6 is expected sometime in fiscal year 2024, or sorry, 2025, for um, Take-Two Interactive. What that means is fiscal years run from April through March. So what that really means is Grand Theft Auto 6 can release sometime next year. That is earlier than some people expected it. Um, it's obviously been in development for quite some time. If Grand Theft Auto 6 releases next fall, 2024 is going to be legit. That's all I can say. Um, also though, speaking of, we were talking about the Activision deal, GTA 6 is going to be a big thing. Uh, Strauss Zelnick has come out in support of the Activision Microsoft merger. Um, he said, quote, what's good for them is also good for the industry, unquote. Uh, he said, quote, I think it's important never to confuse a distribution technology with a business model. I would love to believe that streaming our titles would massively expand the marketplace. I'm not sure there's any reason to believe that, um, unquote. Which kind of goes with what the head of EA said, uh, EA CEO Andrew Wilson said last week. It's like the deal's not really material to them. It, it doesn't affect, you, you know, the, the, the two biggest companies that would probably have an issue with, with this are the ones that don't really care. And that's EA and Take-Two, right? EA is Activision's biggest competitor, and they're just like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Because Sony's the only one who's really bitching about it. Google's bitching about it. 
but like Google lost. They gave up on Stadia. So what? why are they complaining? Right? Like people don't want it. People don't want streaming. It's not working the way they thought. But really, who knows? This is It's going to be a while before we know the, what happens with this deal and the ultimate outcome. Uh, but with that, let's move on over to what's going on in the TV realm, shall we? Anywho, what's going on in TV world, huh? Well, we've learned a couple shows have been canceled. The CW has canceled both the Winchesters, uh, which is a prequel to Supernatural, and Kung Fu. So don't expect those to be on your TV screens on the CW in the fall. Uh, we've learned that the team behind Olympus has fallen, London has fallen, uh, what was the third one called? I don't even remember what the third one was called, but they're working on a TV show that's going to be called Paris Has Fallen. Uh, it's going to be a production, joint production between UK and, and, and France. Uh, it is expected to release sometime next year and is... Uh, Expected to be shopped to the U.S. as well, uh, but it will be a European-focused cast. No word on if anyone from the main films uh, will return, uh, meaning Gerard Butler, but it, it is a continuation of that world, essentially. We've learned that Archer will be ending with season 14 this upcoming year on FXX. Uh, H. John Benjamin, of course, the lead star, um, but Archer will live on in streaming and reruns, I guess. Um, how about this? A lost Johnny Bravo DBZ crossover episode has been found after been missing for 23 years. Um, it is a Johnny Bravo uh, spinoff series. So it was like he watched other shows and would comment on it. The Internet Archive has found it. And... Uh, it is was aired on Mar May seventh, two thousand. Um, someone, it's a Johnny Bravo air. Um, so it's the episode where Goku kills Frieza. Um, it couldn't air half hour shows, even though Dragon Ball Z was a half hour show on the Toonami block. So it, it's like sped up. So Johnny Bravo is watching this episode over thirty seconds, um, and he gives expositional commentary. Like, like, and riffs on the episode. Uh, it only aired once, which means why it was lost for so long. Um, it was G JBVO, Your All Request Cartoon Show. And uh, it was on every Sunday from April 2nd, 2000 through August 26th, 2001. And it was their second um, talk show, essentially. But if you want to watch it, it's online. Johnny Bravo gives critique of Goku fighting Frieza. <laughs> um, we got a lot of news out of Disney and Marvel and Lucasfilm in regards to Disney Plus this upcoming fall. So, Loki Season 2 will begin airing episodes on October 6th, uh, weekly release. And then for the first time ever, a Marvel show will drop all episodes at once on November 29th in the form of Echo, which is a spin-off of Hawkeye and more than likely a lead-in to Daredevil um, Born Again. Uh, and then we've learned that the writer's strike has potentially claimed another victim in regards to Mandalorian Season 4, which will more than likely see a delay due to the strike. 
Um, so just be advised, don't expect Mando Season 4 to drop in early 2024. Um, and then our last bit of TV news here, Crunchyroll has announced they will be teaming up with Duolingo to teach anime-specific Japanese lessons. So, um, apparently anime is a major reason a lot of people learn Japanese weebos. Yes, no, that makes sense. Weebs. Um, so Duolingo's Japanese course will feature 50 phrases inspired by a popular anime series. Uh, this is via Crunchyroll's senior vice president. Quote, anime is a dynamic medium and we know viewers have a curiosity for learning. Now on Duolingo, fans worldwide can celebrate anime through learning iconic phrases from their favorite series, unquote. So, wow, 26% of Duolingo's app users that learn Japanese cite fun activities like watching anime as a top reason for learning Japanese. Oh, wow. Um, via this promotion, premium Crunchyroll subscribers can redeem a two-month trial of Duolingo's premium tier services. Um, Duolingo learners can be eligible for one month of ad-free Crunchyroll access, vice versa. So, Crunchyroll has also announced they'll be sharing a roundup of anime featuring simple, easy-to-understand Japanese for language learners who are just getting started. Those shows include Banaya, Laidback Camp, and others. But that's pretty cool that they're teaming up for that. Um, anyway, that's it for TV news. Not a whole lot going on. Quick, simple, short, easy, fun. Let's move on to the movie world, shall we? So, we have learned, uh, Fast X, of course, is releasing this Friday. We have learned that Paul Walker's daughter has a cameo in the film. Uh, so be on the lookout for her. She will be in Fast X. Um, speaking of Fast X, we thought that it was only going to be a two-part movie. Well, Fast X and Fast 11, whatever that ends up being called. To, to cap off the saga, the series. Well, at the Rome premiere of Fast X, Vin Diesel offhandedly remarked to a reporter that they turned it into a trilogy, despite it only being written as a two-part film. Um, allegedly, Universal came to him and said, can you make it a trilogy? Everyone is doubting it. Universal has been mum. Nobody knows if we're getting Fast 12 or not now, because Vin Diesel decided to just say whatever he wants, as he often does. Such a ridiculous comp thing to say. Um, <laughs> uh, we've learned that John Wick 5 is potential, is still potentially doable. Um, we've, we've learned that John Wick 5 would happen via deadline. Uh, the producer of the series, Basil Iwanek, revealed that both Chad Stileski and Keanu Reeves are going to go hammer out details on a potential John Wick 5 in Japan over whiskey. He said, quote, once they get through their hangovers, if Keanu and Chad have figured out something cool, they're, if they're an organic way back in that doesn't feel like bullshit, then there will be a John Wick 5, quote unquote. He said, quote, the trip to Japan, it's like waiting for a boat to emerge out of the smoke, but that's the impetus. These movies are really hard for Keanu and Chad and everybody. By the time each one is over, most involved have said never again. This is too hard and we're not getting any younger. Then time goes by, you see it embraced by fans, and after working together every year, 
For 11 years, it's becoming a family, and in some demented way, we miss each other. But I totally defer to Chad and Keanu to figure out what and if that story is, unquote. Uh, I don't blame them. Uh, as I stated in my review of John Wick 4, it ends in a way that it can act as a definite final end, or it could p potentially open up for a sequel. While I would prefer it to end with 4, um, as long as 5 is good, like everyone says, I think as long as it's good, then I think everyone would be okay. But I think beyond 5 is, is going to be pushing it a stretch. I mean, Keanu is in his 50s, so I don't think he can do as much of the John Wick stuff as he would like to or as all of us would like to see him do. Um, but there's a potential for John Wick 5. We've also learned Willem Dafoe has joined the cast of Beetlejuice 2, which is expected, as we learned last week, sometime in the fall of 2024, uh, bearing any changes. Obviously, if the writer's strike continues for months, that could affect a lot of things moving forward. Um, we learned that Avatar 2 hits Disney Plus and Max, HBO Max, whatever you want to call it, day and date, June 7th, so just a few weeks, you can watch Avatar 2 at home for free, technically, if you pay for these streaming services, if you didn't see it in a the theater, like myself. Um, Super Mario Brothers movie is on digital platforms, so you can rent or buy it now on digital platforms if you didn't see it in a the theater. Uh, and then Dungeons & Dragons has joined Paramount Plus as of Tuesday. So I would definitely, definitely, definitely watch Dungeons & Dragons if you have Paramount+. Plus. And if you don't have Paramount+, Plus, shine up for the free trial so you can watch Dungeons & Dragons and also Picard. Um, and then Indiana Jones will finally be heading to Disney+, Plus in 4K, mind you, and it's getting a 4K Blu-ray release. May 31st, Indiana Jones finally hits Disney+. Plus. Just a few weeks before Indiana Jones 5. So that's smart. Um, what's going on? Uh, Mission Impossible trailer dropped today. It looks really fun. Upping the ante. We finally get to see uh, how Tom's new crazy-ass stunt plays out in the film. I was going to say, how are they going to hide that big-ass ramp in the mountainside for him to jump off of? Well, they just made it part of the mountain. No surprise there um i'm excited for that what else is going on uh guardians has had the best second weekend of a marvel movie in years what that means is superhero fatigue is not what everyone thought it was more than likely it probably just means that people needed a good marvel movie to go watch and continue watching and it had nothing to do with people being over Marvel movies. I think they just didn't like not good Marvel movies. And that makes sense. Realistically, it does. Uh, and then finally, I, I've been, I don't know if I've been wanting to talk about this or not, but all these rumors swirling about the Superman legacy cast, all these different names have been thrown in the mix. Hollywood reporters reporting different things. Deadlines reporting different things. We've learned that David Corin Sweat is apparently the top contender to play Superman. Um, other people are in the ring for Lois Lane. 
there's so many names. Um, Nicholas Holt is Lex Luthor of all things. Or for Superman via Deadline, a lot of things are coming out. We don't know anything. James Gunn has come out and said, like, I don't want to talk about it at all. Um, he said, quote, via Twitter, For all of you asking, I would never comment on who or who is or isn't auditioning for a role. That's the actor's business only and isn't something I'd make public unless they did it first after the fact. Like Glenn Howerton or Zach Levi having auditioned for Star-Lord and being top um, choices. For now, only one person has been cast in Superman Legacy, and it isn't any of the regular players in the Superman world, unquote. So, there you go. We don't know if Rachel Brosnahan's playing Lois Lane. We don't know if Emma Mackey is, or Phoebe Dynavor, or Samara Weaving. We don't know any of this. So, let's stop speculating, uh, per James Gunn. And when the news is official, the news will be official. I really don't care who plays who as long as they're good and they pull off the character properly. That's my opinion on it. Um, that's really it, though, for Nick's Nerd News this week. Thank you guys for listening week in, week out. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Check us out on social media. Check us out on, on you know the different platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those big ones. And then make sure to tune in next week as we will have a review of Fast X, Fast 10. We will be talking about it on next week's Nick's Nerd News. So make sure you guys come back for Fast 10. With that, I'll catch you guys on the flip side.